Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. More. Ready? Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 35-8, and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm British. And every week we listen to great video game music of all consoles and all generations. Pip, pip. I don't, I can't do accents. I'm not, I, it's a bad idea. It's a very bad it's idea. It's borderline racist if I do anything more. Oh, um, it's, it's, every it's week we listen. It's, 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 it's crumpets. It's It's teaist. <laughs> Every every uh, week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. You you pick a topic, we pick the music, you pick the guests, we pick the hosts. But we don't pick our noses because that's disgusting. Then that would sound terrible on stream. Absolutely. Yes. So I haven't gotten back to Tunic yet. Surprise, surprise. Um, I'm kind of afraid to because it's just full of obtuse puzzles. At and this you point. Are, you've lost track of what you were doing at the time. Completely. Completely. Oh, I've, I, that's that's the problem with some of these games. Have you been playing anything uh, new uh, recently? I'm kind of bouncing around. I got a review game I'm trying to play called Erdgard or something like that, which is another one of those 2D Souls-likes, but I'm enjoying it so far. Um, building my Pokemon team out, which, by the way, again, thanks, game fan, for the Pokemon hookup. I am in the process of breeding the non-steals, the num, the steals that you didn't give me yet, and I'm going to get me some six stars. Um, because Bobby Arson hooked me up with a really good ditto, which is saving me a stupid amount of time. Um, so I have about a week to go to get my team together. I just need to get some actual move builds out because they made it really easy to get your your EVs and IVs up in this game. You just basically buy a bunch of drugs and feed them to your Pokemon, and you're done. <laughs> And that's that's the game. Wow, that's just like having kids. It really is. Just, just shove them down here. You go. You're healthy again, and you're a brawler. Um, so I'm glad for that. A lot of the diehards are mad because they feel like they liked when you had to waste time. Yeah. I'm like, no. I can literally just sit down and just play your game. Put, except the take. You go to you, you go to you a can picnic it and play the game you want to play. Yeah. Yeah. It really these days what it is now is like to get eggs. You pretty much set your D at your switch down. You have a picnic, and the Pokemon just create eggs. You don't even have to participate in the activity. You just do whatever you want, and yeah. then you come back after making a sandwich, and you got 10 eggs, and then you walk around for, like, a minute compared to the old games, and all your eggs have hatched, and it's fantastic. It's this it saves so much freaking time. And you can buy every potential thing you could use to craft a Pokemon. It's just been smooth sailing and glorious. I love it. I, I love making Pokemon in this game. Um, that's, so. that's great. I feel like I feel like it's the game is evolving like Pokemon. That's right. With its or growing with its with its playing player base, you know. But in addition to that, I should also mention. Um, so there's two other games that are popping off because next week is the beginning of February, so I got to get my four in February list ready to go, mm. and I got a week to do so. Actually, yeah. at the release of this episode, it will be February, so crap. Should, yeah, I, I should think of at least one new game. At least one. <laughs> so in the chat, <laughs> I uh, like that. Curly it's Kevin. It's okay, Rob. At least one. At least one. At least one. You can uh, do it for me. Curly do, do it for your old man. <laughs> do, do it for your old Pernsky. Uh But Curly Kevin came up with the idea of playing um, uh, Hollow Knight, yeah. which I can't imagine I'm going to finish it, 
given the circumstances, but I'm going to give it some time and see how far and I can get and finally experience this game everybody talks about. Yeah, that game's on my short list. Yes. Definitely, because it looks amazing. Everyone's talked about it, like, for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a style of game I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In addition to that, there's another game called like, Environmental Station Alpha, which I stumbled across. A lot of the roguelike, mm. I mean, rephrase that roguelike, the Metroidvania community stand by that as being one of the peak titles in the genre. Though this one game just plays straight up like a, it's a Metroid game, but it's really freaking solid so far. And I'm playing it on the Steam Deck, mm. and I'm having a ball with it. So yeah, those, the Steam Deck's really changed how you play. It really has. Yeah. It's quite, I, they, they tend to give you actual stats. I have quadrupled my playtime on Steam since getting it. Yeah, like I, it has like a bar graph where it goes like <laughs> do 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 do. Just I, shot up. I wonder. I wonder how that correlates to your Switch play. I, it's funny. They actually kind of compete. Kinda dip. They compete now? They literally yeah. compete because there's it's two. I carry three portable consoles now. Oh, you got your S- 3DS. Switch. Oh, the 3DS. You still take away the DC? Because I started playing Fire Emblem Fates, which is another game that's on the ducks. That's the biggest problem with 4 in February for me right now. I want to play all these lengthy games, plus reviews are coming in, and there's only one month. Like I I'm still like, playing Shining Force 3. Yeah. I'm starting Fire Emblem Fates because everybody else is playing Fire Emblem Engage. I want to play more Pokemon to get my team ready because I'm not letting these kids beat me. And I got you're just, I just feel too like, much. I feel like if we're going to do four, and four games in February and they're all like 90-plus hour RPGs, then you are not then you are under the age of 30. <laughs> you have to be. Well, it looks like game fans going to kick off Fire Emblem Fates. So that means I got a buddy for Fire Emblem Fates. I got a buddy for Hollow Knight. I'm on the ball. I'm on the ball, and Mike and I are going to try to work out getting those emulators together. Then once I get the emulators run, I can figure out what game I want to play in that manner. Nice. But that's the funny thing. As as weird as this may sound, like, I know, like, everybody I know is getting down with emulators, and myself included. I like emulation. I like having access to all the games of the past whenever I want. But what's been happening lately is just that my queue is getting so massive that it's like, it's like saying, hey, you now have the entire library of the Super Nintendo at your fingertips, and you're like... But I still have those downloaded 3DS games at my <laughs> fingertips too. All unplayed. But uh, yeah, I, don't I just need to make a list, an actual list, and say, do not deviate from the list ever. Because here's the funny thing about this, and I've noticed this over the years. So I've all, and you can attest it. I think you'll agree with this. I am always down for playing what other people want to play because I want to. I want the community vibe, right? I want to play mm. what everybody's playing and sharing the experience. But it's very rare, though I appreciate the folks that have been in the... Uh, like Kristen wants to play Fire Emblem Fates too. But, like, much of the time when I'm like, hey, here's this great game. You should play it. We should play this game together. Yeah, yeah. People are like, nah, I'm busy. And I'm like, I get it. No problem. But what ends up happening is I end up playing what I want to play, but then also try to jump to play what other people are playing because I want to engage with them. And then I just get inundated with stuff to play and I don't have the talent. It's a really weird vibe. And that's that's why if anybody ever claims Pernell doesn't believe in video gaming community, that is a bold-faced lie. I lived that life. I don't think anyone would ever say that. You'd be surprised. People are weird. People are weird. But ultimately, I need to just make my list, stick to it, and maybe if that list can include some games that other people are playing, so be it. Mm-hmm. But I need to just buckle down and be stern. 
make a face. Yeah, I would love to see like a, like a whiteboard in your room somewhere, in your house somewhere, with like just lists of games of like, okay, and you start crossing them off, or at least checking off the ones that you're going through. I feel like I would be much more entertaining than me using my yellow notepads to do the same thing, which is what I've been doing in the past. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, okay, a whiteboard's not permanent, but it feels like permanent because like now it's there, you know? Mm-hmm. And the act of erasing it, it hurts. <laughs> No, you know, that would feel like, good. Like, I mean, it's, it's like done. giving in, you know. And if you're erasing it and it's been up there for so long that it doesn't rub off anymore, it's like, oh no. No, it means it's done. It just means it was done. It means it was done, but I mean, otherwise, or or you're giving up on it. It's kind of funny because, in some respects, this topic of dialogue is literally a segue into the topic of the episode. Because yeah. at least one of us so has the, this has their goal. So there's two things on this episode. Um, the main topic of the episode is New Year's resolutions. New Year's gaming resolutions what do, or, and personal resolutions. Personal. We asked our listeners for track suggestions and for uh, short testimonials, if, if they would like to, um, about your New Year's resolutions for 2023. Yes. And also, this episode is all about advertising because I am all about advertising now. I want to make some money. So across this episode, I have a bunch of ads we're just going to read today. Wait, what? So I thought we could try them out, see how they sounded. And then we can shop them around to new advertisers. Is one of them about bubble tape? Uh, each one is about manscaping. No, I'm just joking. I made, I made, a, I made a bunch of jokes. I'd walk off the show. I wrote a bunch of dumb joke ads for I, 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 I knew you did. <laughs> I knew you did. But I still find it hilarious that like, like if they were all manscaping, like, get the heck out so of here. So my New Year's resolution is to sell out as hard as possible. <laughs> nah. Um, all right. We're going to start the show with some music from our listener and uh, podcaster in arms. And um, who's also joining us in the live chat today, uh, Martyrus. Martyrus is, uh, he's picked for us a few tracks. We're going to listen to music from the games Tactics Ogre Reborn, music by Hitoshi Sakimoto, a, uh, a, um, a Tactics Ogre or Ogre Tactics or Ogre Battle stalwart. Um, this is the track Overture from Tactics Ogre Reborn. This was Overture from Tactics Ogre Reborn by Hitoshi Sakamoto. This was picked by our listener and other podcaster, Martyrus. Uh, Martyrus writes to us, Normally, I don't make resolutions. However, in the spirit of all things gaming, I've chosen several games, one of them being Tactics Ogre Reborn, a tactical RPG remade from the Tactics Ogre and part of the Ogre Battle series. My first encounter with the series was Ogre Battle, rented on a whim from a local blockbuster. I enjoyed the game so much that I rented it two more times and later with a friend bought it for the Super NES. And since then, I've enjoyed similar games like Final Fantasy Tactics, Vandal Hearts, and X-Com. I know that game, X-Com. I'm hoping to play Tactics Ogre and enjoy its rich storyline and tinker with its mechanics with a fine-tooth comb. 
Mm. Oh, That's some delicious ogre ogre battle goodness. I have to wonder, because he has a similar story to me with that game, but I have to know, were you one of the successful people who actually got to the end of the game? Because I was not. But the only thing I can say I accomplished in that game was I got the princess character once. It was by sheer luck, and that character is broken. <laughs> but I made the best army, but I never beat the game because I hated using Octopi in my tar- my parties, and that's how you got across oceans. Uh, uh, Ogre Battle and Tactics Ogre, those, those games never really got into it. Now, Final Fantasy Tactics, I did, but man, I was bad at that game. Also, if you have time in your editing process, make a note to put the word liberation right here because they say it in the game. Oh, liberation? Yeah, liberation. Liberation. Yay! <laughs> like, I, I haven't heard that since the 90s, and it stuck with me. Kind of like a track that's going to come up later in the episode. <laughs> but, like, I haven't heard it in so long, but I just think of things like that, like a celebratory thing with liberation, and everyone's cheering in my head. It feels great. It's a good game franchise. And also, this game just got, I guess this is for Reborn, but this game has gotten three releases in the United States. Mm. Three. And I own the same all, game released three times. Yes. And you but what, what they've improved it. <laughs> Every time they've improved it in some way. But at the core, it's still the same game. I've bought it all three times. And I've never finished it in any incarnation, <laughs> ever. It's a, well, it's the thing; these, these games are so long that, like these tactics games, these stra- these strategy RPGs, they're great and they're deep. But because they're so deep, they just take forever. Well, that's the thing. One they're of the long. things that makes this game worth buying as a re-release is they made it faster. Oh, that's nice. They 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 added some quality of life, like speed up. Absolutely, uh, every character levels up as a unit type, not individual units now. Right, add break. Kristen says, oh. put all the games in the jar. Kristen, that jar would explode. <laughs> that jar would literally explode. I started a list. Right I, my, I started an Excel list years ago of every game I had. Yeah, and gave I up st- on that. I gave up. I used to include things like the Xbox Live Arcade and yeah. the PSN Network and eShop Nintendo. And by the time I stopped, before I started doing game reviews, and around the time the PS4 first came out, and at that time, I'm pretty sure I was up to like 1,300. Mm. So we're talking. Yeah, there's a lot. Before people just started giving me stuff and telling me to turn it around in a week, <laughs> that's just—it's a lot. There's too many games in this world, and I and I, I both like it and loathe it at the same time. And now games are out for like a nickel. Good games cost a nickel. It's hard. It's a weird. It's a weird place to, to live in right now. Oh, I love this. Someone says, you milked, they milked you for money. Let's be real here. Let's be real here. I've at least put one game exec's son through college. <laughs> I'm pretty positive their child has gone through college because of me. Lady, he's putting my kids he's through college. Hot <laughs> dogs. Um, all right, here we go. Purnell, it's the first ad break. First ad break of the show. Purnell. Yes. In our day, slaying beasts and fighting vampires a great beard was respected. Being covered in a mane of manly fur was the only thing protecting you from a blizzard of Medusa heads. That is true. It did keep me quite, quite protected. But what if I told you that it's 2023 and there's another way? Thanks to the Belmont Hair Control System, you can get a close shave all over your vampire killer. Four attachments, four hours of battery life, I'll add up to a whole lot of sexy. Use code RNP for 20% off your next purchase. I do have to ask how many hearts are required to power it. Oh, it's all two hearts of just one mind, <laughs> babe, together. All right. That's, uh, that's pretty cracker. stupid. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's good because it's stupid. It's good because it's stupid. That's what makes it special. Uh. <laughs> 
All right, Pernell, what's the first track you're going to pick? You also could have said the nasty approved. Oh, Grant the Nasty. Grant the Nasty approved. You know, I don't think he uses it. (laughs) (laughs) That man's a rebel, Dottie. (laughs) All right, what's what's your first track? All right, my first track comes from the wise guy himself, Chris Wisner. This comes from a game that has been getting echoed (coughs) as being a superb last-minute release of 2022. The game Chained Echoes. The track title is called The Dancing City of Foreign Sport, composed by Eddie Mar- Marianucro. Freaking heck. <laughs> Marianucro. Marianucro. Uh, there we go. It's one of those nights. Everybody, this is from the game Chained Echoes, titled "The Dancing City of Farnsport," composed by Eddie Marion Nucro. There we go. And your face—it just hey. took a little bit of introspective hey. thought. Good job, Pernell. I feel good. I Pat myself you. on the back. <laughs> yeah. Long arm of the low. Submitted by Chris Wisner, aka Musashi Two One Nine, the wise guy himself. And this is what he had to say about this <laughs> spectacular tune. He says, "Another year has arrived. Another new year." has arrived and with it comes the hopes and expectations of turning our lives around in pursuits of goals both big and small while i came into 2023 with a handful of items i'd like to accomplish one of them coincidentally is video game related for you see this year i like to get back into regularly playing rpgs for the longest time i've let the excuse of adult responsibilities convince me that there's just no time to invest in the genre that i spent the majority of my youth loving and enjoying after accepting Purnell's challenge to reassess Landstalker, <coughs> he was right, by the way, it was pretty great. And then revisiting my favorite RPG of all time, Final Fantasy VI, and its new pixel remaster format, it became abundantly clear that there's plenty of time for RPGs if I make the time for them. Streaming on Twitch helps too, because I'm able to commit to certain blocks of time and have my friends supporting me along the way. And maybe I've helped commence Purnell to take a crack at it too. He did. Um, cut to me 24 hours in at the time of this writing, playing 2022's Chained Echoes, mm. a game that was pitched to me on the hype of it echoing classics like Chrono Trigger, Xenogears, and Suicoden, mm. to name a few. All right. And honestly, it lives up to the hype. While I could talk about how it stacks up to all those games, this is a VGM podcast, and boy is the OST for Chained Echoes, composed by Eddie Marianucro, glorious so far. I've selected the Dancing City of Farnsport, the theme for the first town you come across. Bursting with energy like the coastal city itself, 
The track's memorable melodies and vibrant orchestration are sore to make it an instant classic. All the best. Thank you, my friend. Nice. It is all the beautiful, best. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, this is great music. I feel like we got two like really like big sounding orchestrated like pieces for the start of the show, which is a little unusual for us. Usually it's like Rob play some chip tune, Pernell play some heavy metal, roll credits. Well that's what makes <laughs> I honestly feel like that's part of what makes the Patreon episode so great. Yeah. Everyone comes in with their taste in music and I just lost some audio somehow. Um that's, that's, that's my headset, but it's recording, so that's all that matters. Um but yeah, <laughs> that was me. It's all right. I hit, uh, I hit the solo button. By you accident. tricked me. You yeah, tricked yeah, me, yeah, Skinner. Yeah. Now we're still recording. I caught all of that, Pernell. My shame. It's the most professional show you'll ever listen to. <laughs> nah, we're just candid. That's what makes it special. So have, you, have you played Chain, Chain, uh, Chain of Echoes? No, Chain Stir, of Stir, Echoes. Stir of Echoes, which starred um, uh, Kevin Bacon. That was a horror movie. Mmm, Bacon. No. <laughs> So the idea behind this game for me is that um, I was prepared to ignore it in every sense of the word. You were prepared to be like, I know this game exists. Ignore. Ignore. I don't have time. Any reason to ignore game was great. But then uh, Chris Taylor, who's actually guested on the show in the past, actually, um, he got got a copy of that for review. And he got it. Again, this game came out like the the last two or three weeks of December. So back into the year. And when he came back, he's like, where's your take? He's like, game of 2022. Flat out. And I was like, what are you talking about? The game you just started really getting into. He's like, game of the year mm. for 2022. And keep in mind, he, like me, plays a stupid number of games every year. And he was still comfortable with just making that declaration. And I told him, okay, two things. One, I want you to play Rise of the Third Power because that was the retro-style RPG I played at the beginning of 2022 and hit my game of the year list. But then I said, I want to see what your take is on this a few weeks from now when you've let it simmer. So, a few weeks went by, we had our return to SML after the month-long break, mm. and he was like, still my game of the year, I'm on my second playthrough, I love this game so much, and that made me buy it. I went out and bought it immediately, and it's just sitting on my Switch. Can I tell, <laughs> okay, here you go. For your four in February, can I suggest, not that game, it's too long. Well, no, 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 but um, a game suggested from listeners and friends that you've bought and then never got around to finishing or playing, and... Games that I've actually finished that you haven't. What are games you finished that I haven't? Control, for one. Christ. <laughs> That's the first one I could think of. And it's accurate, so it works. Yeah, and um, gosh, well, I'm playing through Tunic. You should play, try to play through Tunic. You can do it quick. How do you think I could do it quickly if you couldn't? Well, I mean, like, because I'm just not playing. Touche. <laughs> Touche. But, like, yeah, but, I mean, I feel like this is the shared experiences, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, why not? All right, we'll see. This could happen. Because I do like Tunic. I did like what I played at Tunic. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, here's another ad break, Pernell. We need to make that money. Are you ready? I hope you do have an ad for a person that comes and clears your games on your behalf. Pernell, all-night gaming sessions are and tough workouts. I mean, have you ever wondered about what can give you the energy to beat today's Robot Masters? Dr. Light is here with the remedy. Dr. Light's mega energy shots. Each eight ounces gives you 12 hours of energy to jump, slide, and jump your way through the day. <laughs> Use offer code RNP to get 20% off your next purchases. I was hoping you'd go, it gives you the energy to slide, slide, jump, jump, <laughs> duck, duck. I should have made a... Uh, um, anyway, that's, that's for energy shots, which we've actually gotten multiple emails for which I don't think I'm going to approve. 
I, I mean, I was, I, because I, I'm, I'm not drinking caffeine, and I'm like, I don't want to like, well, I, well be like, I, hey, but yeah, we'll try it if if we'll we'll, we'll advertise it if we um. You know, if we like it. Now, well, the thing I feel like is, Purnell's going to be the guinea pig. <laughs> well, I like it's like what Martyr said a ways back. Um, he mentioned it in the chat. He said, if you ever went that route, you'd want it to be something you personally like. Yeah. Which I feel like, to an extent, we kind of already do. Like, that was the whole point of board game beats, whether it's provided to us or not. The idea behind that is we talk about games that we actually liked. Right, but they're not paying us. Well, they pay you in the product. That's not. But pay. I would prefer. No, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'd prefer. To don't pay keep, the bills. No, no, it pays. Doesn't pay the bills. But you figure if you were going to buy it anyway, and someone said I'll give it to you for free instead, all you got to do is talk about it. To me, that's putting forty bucks, sixty bucks back in my pocket. I mean, which is why it technically still clicks. Because, but I'd prefer. I admit, I prefer <laughs> someone writing and say, "Hey, you like potato chips." <laughs> You want to sell potato chips because I like potato chips. I look, man, I value my work. You know, I value that time. And I want to get paid that manscaping money. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> manscaping. <laughs> I just don't understand what the. It's, like, it, no, it, but, no, it, no, but man, no, no, the, the manscaping. I can tell you, I know, I know exactly how it happened. It's, it's, and it's how this, it's how this energy shot thing is happening too. It is, they know our demographic. Like, you, you can find it, it's very easy. You go to Apple, and it's like right. you guys have people with hairy faces that w- listen to your show. You should tell them to shave. It's, it's like the majority male, majority in their like late thirties, early forties, starting starting to go through a midlife crisis, wanting to shave it all down. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I never, just can't. I'll never stop. That's never not going to be funny to me for some reason. The, uh, <laughs> the funny thing, like um, Jess says, if she ever saw an energy drink um in, a, in an e tank. She wouldn't drink it, but she would buy it. I'm almost, I think that yeah, they does used, exist. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we were on, the first time we went to Connecticut together, we stopped at a, uh, we stopped at a, a gas station or one of those rest stops. And we found a, it was a Duff, a Simpsons Duff beer, but it was an energy drink. Yes. I just bought it just because that's what it was. I'm like, <laughs> it's Duff, baby. I want a Duff in the car. So if I get pulled over, like, are you drinking Duff? I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Duff man is Duff. really energetic. Duff man is driving the car. <laughs> All right, our our um our next track is uh, chosen by our listener and friend Electric Boogaloo. This hey, is from wait. a Sega Master System game, which we don't really listen to a whole lot. This is from the game Sagaya. The track is called Say Papa. It's composed by Hayaoshi Agura and arranged by Iku Mizutani.
listening to music from Sagaya for the Sega Master System, which is uh, Darius 2 in the arcades or uh, in America, maybe? Yes. I, I bet it's in the description. I bet you it is. Um, this track is called Say Papa by Hisayoshi Ogura, arranged by Ikumizutani. This is picked by our listener and friend, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo would like to say, for years since I've been collecting Master System games, the Natsumi developed port of Sagaya, a.k.a. Darius 2, or Darius 2, has been one of the more desired releases for me. While cuts from the arcade naturally needed to be made, it looked to be quite an impressive Master System shooter with parallax scrolling and excellent PSG music arrangements. Uh, yeah, this is three channels of six square waves. So, imagine my delight when I was finally able to pick this one up last year. I sat down and got to the first stage and I didn't get very far. I hope sometime this new year I could at least get a hang of these stages and possibly at least see one ending. Unlike the recently released Darius Extra version for Genesis, there's no real mode for me to cheese through the, cheese through the whole game from what I can tell, so it's going to be a real challenge for me here, but I at least want to try. So, uh, EB's New Year's resolution is Darius 2. You got this, bro. You got this, you man. You can do it. You, you can, can do, do it. it. We're we're behind you. While you're playing the game, just imagine like, like the two like Jedi ghosts of Robin Purnell holding you, like touching your shoulder. But that lends itself to the <laughs> oh guys, first of all, that's hilarious. <laughs> but second of all, that lends itself to the question: if you by chance and imagine to beat this game, mm. potentially you know, early, do you see yourself moving on to other games in the Darius series? The- Make kind of go for a hat trick. Maybe or, be three Darius. Or games. if you, if you finish this game and we helped you in spirit, is it like we finished this game? Nah. Well, as a team, <laughs> team. And I, who am I kidding? You're Overall, a, though, I, su- I definitely support. <laughs> I support anybody taking that extra step to try to beat a challenging game that eluded their oh yeah skill level. Uh, especially the these games, Darius is hard. Like they're not they're not meant to be, they're not meant to be easy. They're meant to take your money. All those quarters that you've been saving. <laughs> That's how they get you. That's how they get you. But all in all, I, I want to see it. I wanna, I, when, you, when you do beat the game, I want you to mention it in the chat. It's going to be a great time. I believe in you. Do you have any Do you have any games that are like you, you played fairly recently? Holy crap. You got stuck Holy on? crap. EB just said, I still have a clip from when I was doing the trash. Oh, he hung on to it? I, I barely recorded. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's easy. It's really easy to make clips on uh, Twitch. So if you like, you're watching something, you, people can like take a little quick, like five minute. When this snippet. episode's over, I'm gonna go listen. To that. I'm gonna <laughs> watch that clip. See how I was? Cause I was mad, man. So are, are there games that are like that you play that you just like had a really hard time that you're thinking like maybe one day I'll actually get through it? Off the top of my head, I'm having trouble thinking about those. But like anything back in the day. When I think of like games that we all played back in the day, you were like, "Yeah, I beat it anyway." That's the thing. Usually, the <laughs> games that gave me the most trouble in some capacity, I either beat through attrition or went back and finished already as an adult. Right. But I'm sure I'm forgetting something. But if I sat down and did a quick analysis, it would come. It would come back to me. Yeah. I'm sure it would. Because there were some outright cheap games back then that just oh, there absolutely happening. were. There absolutely were. And also, you got to figure with the whole fact that we had print on map play games. Oh yeah, you actually like spent a couple some, games out that way. Spent some time on it. Um, it's time for another ad break, Pernell. we got to make that money. Um, <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Uh, Pernell, you know how it is. You wake up and your head's all fuzzy, and you end up making stupid decisions like eating power pellets way too late in the evening. 
Oh, the well, goats have gone to bed. <laughs> well, real-life doctors, Pinky and Blinky, have worked tirelessly to bring you the best night of sleep you've ever had. Their patented mattress system is stuffed with special pellets to cradle your body so you can have the best day of your life. Use offer code RMP for 20% off your next purchase. I kind of feel like this is a backhanded way to add more ghosts to their army. It, it could be. I could be blackie. <laughs> <laughs> You just blend in with a scream. <laughs> it's a pair of eyeballs. <laughs> oh, crap. I thought I'd eaten them already. No. Can't move. Wow, this ROM hack of Pac Man is really racist. It's difficult. <laughs> it's extremely difficult. But, like, I would honestly, I don't know. I think the idea of the Pac Man ghosts being doctors. Yes. Just doesn't. <laughs> it just screams conspicuous. That's I a lawsuit waiting to happen. Well, maybe they were doctors in the past life, and like now they're now they're here to to help you sleep better because they know how important it is. Because Pac Man is he's stressed out all the time. That's the thing. No, he's not. He is. Pac Man's entire gimmick in the games: the man wants to eat, he's, he's and he's going to eat. And then they made a sequel where his Miss Pac Man, she's hungry and she wants to eat. And then the baby <laughs> just wanted to eat. No, and then it, they had a cartoon. <laughs> and the cartoon, everyone was so happy, and they also really liked to eat. I don't even know why there was a rivalry between Pac-Man I'm and the ghosts. Those ghosts are like maybe murder victims or or just the dead people around Pac-Man and Pac-Man feels guilty and it's 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 the guilt of 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 these these ghosts of his past are chasing him and he's and he's being chased by his own his own guilt until he eats the power pellet which is cocaine and then he kills all the other ghosts. That is there was that one t-shirt that uh, one of those Teespring sessions or whatever did where it was like an astronaut that was supposed to be Pac-Man. He was having like space hallucinations of all the ghosts that were monster astronauts. And I thought that was I very like, on I remember that. Yeah, that was a, um, it wasn't Teespring. It was um, T-Public now. One What's, of those T, one, something that started with T. <laughs> something that started with T. Nobody messed with um, T. I forget. I used to buy. I used to buy a lot of shirts from that. Hey, place. Solus made an interesting point. She said, "Wait, have you guys tried playing the Pac-Man World Remaster? It's on the Switch right here, oh, and I, it is love, really, really good." I love a Pac-Man. I remember playing the um, Pac-Man Championship on the Xbox 360 and just getting obsessed with it. That game was addictive. The sequel wasn't as good. I know it wasn't. I don't know what it was. Like it's because they made it a. They set up to be sort of like running lines. God, we mm. just made that previous joke. That just goes with it. But the <laughs> yeah, Pac Man, yeah. the original Pac Man Champion Edition was technically kind of still like playing Pac Man, yeah. but with different rules. Pac Man Champion Edition 2 was like, what if we try to make it a speedrun sort of thing where instead of being a Pac Man maze that you were trying to solve with these new rules, it was just, here's the optimal line of dots, eat them. Okay, now there's a new optimal yeah, line of dots. Yeah, yeah. They, made it like, they made it like a um, like a puzzle. But I remember the, it was a championship edition where it was like you would go and you would eat the dots and it would fill out like the other side of the, of the board would change and you would eat that side, the other side of the board would change. Yeah, you would keep the, the whole – once you've eaten the map, uh, the entire map would no, transform to another map. It was the um, the combo system. I was like hooked on that game because of the combo system. Because like, like as long as you were continuously eating dots, your combo would go up and up and up and up. And I was I was obsessed with getting high scores in that game. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like it was a combination of that, but the fact that the combo system worked because when you finished eating dots, not even when you finished, like right before you finished, the entire map would morph would into morph, another yeah. map. So you just keep going. Yeah. It was a very ingenious gameplay design oh, mechanic, it and it just hook. faded and made made the sequel terrible. Yeah, I know. And then like they have the um like that Pac Man Battle Royale in the arcade, which is not 
the same Pac-Man that used to be on the uh, Game Boy SP. Yeah, where- Pac-Man versus was amazing. Yeah, not not amazing. the not the arcade Pac-Man versus where everyone's a Pac-Man. Like I, it makes sense because if you go to the arcade and you're like, I don't play Pac-Man with my friends, but like I have to be a ghost. But like, no, that that thing. I remember seeing that works. game in the arcade oh, and got mad. I was like, so ups- I was so annoyed by that. Yeah, so for those who don't know, I thought we may even mention on the show before. Oh, yeah, there yeah, used yeah. to be on the GameCube. There was a game called Pac-Man Versus, and it was included as a pack-in, <laughs> pack-in for Pac-Man World Two. And what happened was. The game would play where you connect the Game Boy Advance SP to the GameCube. And the person on the GameCube, I'm sorry, on the Game Boy Advance SP would be playing as Pac-Man. They'd have a view of the entire map of the Pac-Mans, and their goal is to eat as many dots as possible and ghosts, of course, as they can. The other players on the television work as ghosts. They have limited view of the map, and their goal is to catch and kill Pac-Man. Yeah, it's ingenious. It, it was truly great because so smart. you're coordinating to collectively ensnare and trap Pac-Man, but only one of you can get the credit for killing him. So you'll be telling people where to go, knowing that you're bluffing them to go in the direction that's going to send Pac-Man to you. <laughs> it was the strangest dynamic, and I loved it oh, so much. I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. It was just so, so smart. Um, okay, Pranel, let's let's move on to your next pick of the night. All right. This was a surprise track choice that I've come across in this episode of um, submissions. Um, but I liked what I heard, and I liked the dialogue for it, so it's going on the books. This comes from listener Jess. This is from the game Legend of Kirandia. And the track title is called Pool of Sorrow, composed by Frank Klepaki. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Pool of Sorrow from the game Legend of Kirandia, composed by Frank Klipaki and submitted by listener and friend Jess. This is what she had to say in regards to her submission. <laughs> My New Year's game resolution is to get some real work done on the game I want to make. Right now I'm poking around in old adventure games for interface and interactivity ideas to see what I think works and what doesn't. Then I've got to put a cohesive story together. That's the hardest part. And get a ton of content assembled. That's the fun part. Thankfully, the coding, the difficult coding groundwork, is complete. I'll probably play way fewer games this year if I keep at it like I want to. But if I can finish a game of my own, it will totally be worth it. Adventure games tend to have lots of ambient scene-setting music, and not everything is good for standalone listening. But I've attached a few gems for you below, one of which we just listened to. Keep up the good work, gentlemen, and thank you for everything. I had to do the sound because you, you kind of had like a weird shift to the audio. I was like, well, yeah, now it's just yeah. fitting for that voice. Yeah, I had to turn the volume up. Reading I was like, oh, you're book. getting all quiet here, guys. <laughs> yeah, but Jess is doing That's some awesome great. work. Yeah, yeah. Like, like um... Just even if 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 no one even even if you never finish, and I'm not saying you won't, but even if anyone just wants to start, just to see what the process is like, the the, the process of creating a game, even if you're just creating the artwork or the music, or if you're learning how to program something from scratch or program something in an engine, it is very rewarding. I will say and without also, without spoiling anything, because I did promise not to. Mm-hmm. I did try out her game. Cool. She's like, see what you think. I wanted to check. You can check it out. And I legitimately smiled and laughed in the multiple times <laughs> while I played it. It's, uh, yeah. it's she's on a she's on a good track for some great product. It's, I enjoyed what I played, and it had it reminded me of a few classics, which mm. is a good thing. Good. And but it was, I, but it was its own thing. It was its own yeah. thing. Yeah, I, love and that. I look forward to seeing where she takes it. Oh, so I love to hear that. Yeah, I I want everyone to take the opportunity in this year. To do something creative for themselves. Yes. And it doesn't have to be a huge goal. It doesn't have to be the biggest thing ever. In fact, it's better if it's not. And it doesn't have to get finished. But just try something creative because you will be so much happier. Mm-hmm. You know, the world needs more art. Yes, it does. Always. People want to... Like, the funny thing is, like, successful folks, like the successful types, and I say that as, like, bankers and stuff... They want to downplay art as a <laughs> take, means of <laughs> take that bankers. Well, burn, burn. Oh Christ! <laughs> Basically, the idea is like it's they attempt to downplay art because it doesn't quote unquote make the money. Yeah. It's not profitable. But at the same time, when every when all these people have had bad days in the office, when they were stressed to the max, when they need to take a quick break, mm-hmm. where do they go? They go home. They go to their cars. They go for a walk and they listen to or watch. Art. Yeah, they Every li- single watch time. a movie, they listen to music, you know, they're looking at, they're reading books, you know, there's just, there's out there, it's out there to, for, for, for the people. Imagine a yeah. world without it. Imagine a world where it all was, it was only about productivity. Yeah. Nothing but productivity, no art. We wouldn't even have this podcast. We'd be, we'd be talking about music. We'd be talking about all the, you know, I don't know, all the ticks we made, we made on our to-do list yeah. in the office. I don't even know what we'd be talking about. It'd be, it would be horrible. It would be, be a terrible it'd be world. So, it would be really, really boring. When it, 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 I think about like all of these, um, these, these apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic shows like Walking Dead and now The Last of Us and all this stuff, like we would still be out there being like, okay, um, I got these rocks and I can just like – 
I can draw on the ground with them. <laughs> and you're like, Rob, 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 I wrote, the, I make, okay, now jump on this square, but you can't jump on that square until you count to four, but then jump on this square. Wait, did you just create a game? Yeah, you're creating like board games out of like, <laughs> out of twigs, out of, like, and, twigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's what we would do. That's exactly what we would do. I got to say, we got to say this too, because it just came up in the chat. So two things, both brought on by Soulless Sanctuary. One, even if you're not active, as you say, in the community, just do what you need to do. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Do what you need to do to make your life work. We'll always be here. We're still your friends. We still chat when gabba gabba hey. <laughs> and then the second thing is I am in full support, full, full support of you stepping up and doing more with your comic projects. I couldn't comment on your tw- on your twit your tweet because you had it locked, but your art is fantastic. It stays fantastic. My cousin paid her to get artwork done for <laughs> from her in the past. Like she's a great artist, and I get even not being an artist myself mm. that it's a very, I guess in a sense because it's similar in some respect on the, in the podcasting in that um. There's a lot of people that want to do the same thing and be noticed for it mm. and to make yourself be seen in that community that wants to consume it is really freaking hard. But with that said, that bears nothing on the quality of the work you produce. Your work is legit. Mm. And don't let anybody tell you different. If they do, kick them in the nuts for me and tell them Purnell sent your foot there. Because it needs to happen. Your work is great, and that's just me being stupid. But I wanted to say it because I couldn't type it, so I can say <laughs> it on the show instead. It's different. So we believe in you. We really do. We believe in not just you, but all of you. Absolutely. But, but we really like everything that you're making. Absolutely. Um, all right. Our next track is coming from. I'm out of ads, by the way. My next track. <laughs> I'm a busy man, Pernell. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make them ducats. Got to get that douche. I front load the show with our ads. Um, our next track is coming from our listener, Curly Kevin. Curly Kevin. Um, this is from the game Brutal Legend. Music by Brutal. Peter Peter McConnell. The track is called Ruins.
That was Ruins from Brutal Legend by Peter McConnell. That's the game with Jack Black in it, as I've said like four times during the song. It is the game game with Jack Jack Black Black in it, it. yeah. (laughs) Freddie loves his job. That was a great statement. Um, All right, so uh, this was picked by our listener, Curly Kevin. Um, Curly Kevin writes to us. He says, my goals for 2023 are the following. One, lose weight until I weigh 180 pounds through diet and exercise. I believe in Cardio, flexibility, and strength. Also jealous of 180 pounds. (laughs) Um, it's doable. I don't know where you're at, but absolutely go for it. Um, number two, sleep eight to nine hours routinely. That will help you lose weight. Um, between this time is my sweet spot, as for most people. I'm Three, challenged. Start my music review podcast by the end of the year. Uh, this includes video game music. Do it. Nice. Do it. For cooking with yeast to make my own dough. Yes. Yes, it's very fun. To I bake. feel like three and four are off the bat. We would have your back on trying to do those. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. We can. I'll help you. <laughs> I love doing all those things. Um, five. Get back to drawing. Yes. Seven. Create a budget. Also something I enjoy doing. And eight. No more buying video games until I have cleared my backlog. I'd support that. <laughs> I have been doing a similar Good thing. Good luck. Well, no, no, it depends. It depends on what his backlog is because. Backlogs are, you know, subjective. If he only has, if he only has like he has like five games, that's a reasonable goal. Hmm. If he has two hundred games, then I guess he better just stop enjoying buying things. But <laughs> at the same time, he can still do it. Yeah, you can do it, man. All those things you can absolutely do. Or you mean that's what I do, where it's just you're only going to play the games that you've bought. Absolutely. Yeah, but he's got more. He's got more. There's more out there. Um. So yeah, we we support you. Let us know how you're doing no, he's too. Got more to say though. Oh, uh, anyway, my suggested track is related to number eight. I have spent my last amount for the year under $30. Um, I bought three games, The Jitsu Squad, Brutal Legend, and Vanquish Platinum Games. Um, uh, Here is a track from the game. Choose the one you want to play for the show. And I chose the one. I actually actually chose the other one, then I accidentally chose this one again. But they're excellent tracks. And it's interesting he mentioned Vanquish. I haven't played through mine, which makes me sad, but... I will say from the time I spent with it, Vanquish by Platinum has probably one of the best forms of frenetic you know, gameplay out there because mm. you're like, it's a shooter, but it's all about running fast and sliding and fun. like making trick shots and stuff. Nice. It's ridiculously fun. I hope he enjoys the living daylights out of that game. Though he's also the one that wants to play Hollow Knight with me too, so we're going to be running that game. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I mean... That's a nice lengthy game too. <laughs> so, all right, um, Pranel, your um, your your final original track piece. Please. Me final the you, um, you you final now. <laughs> me me Winnie. Um, so this is actually a track I picked because it came through the pike and it hit a pretty personal note for me because I embarked on a similar journey about this specific game not too long ago. Actually, um, this comes from Game Fan Forty Four. This is the palace theme from the game Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, composed by Akito Natsuka.
high that the lower kid is getting stabbed. Welcome back. You're listening to the palace theme from the game Zelda II The Adventure mm-hmm. of Link, composed by Akito Natsuka, com- submitted by GameFan44, and as Mike described it as, flashbacks of striking low, then high, then high, then low again, and then getting stabbed. <laughs> uh, so I'll read what Kristen had to say about her submission of this stellar and memorable tune. She goes, hello. It was great meeting you guys at Magfin. It was definitely great meeting you too. I had a lot of fun. Let me know if you need any other Pokemon or if you want to do some raids. Well, that, that will happen because I am raiding like a banshee right now. Um, my gaming goals for this year are to finish the rest of the Zelda games. I still have Zelda 2, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Skylight Sword, plus Tears of the Kingdom when it eventually comes out. I also want to finish Final Fantasy IV, as I think I'm over halfway through it at the Tower of Babel. <coughs> One of the best tracks in the game, by the way. Um, I would like to recommend Palace from Zelda 2, Scrapper's theme from Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, and the Chocobo theme from Final Fantasy IV. And of those, we chose the Palace theme mm. because... Yeah. That's good. Um, I love this music so much. And like the thing about this is that I I want to say it was last either early last year or late 2021. I revisited Zelda 2 specifically because it was one of those topics where people were like, this game is so hard. The hardest Zelda game ever. And I was like, I remember being really hard too. But is that accurate or is that just my youthful memories playing a trick on me? Hmm. So I went back and played through it to see if that was true for personal of course um and what i came to feel and realize is that a lot of what made the game doable was cheesing lots and lots of cheesing like what mike mentioned about stab high stab low stab high stab low um but then even with all the cheesing Mm -hmm. the game was pretty doable not even all that difficult till death mountain the entirety of Death Mountain in the final palace and kiss my butt. Never got that far. Never got that far. It's rough. This is a rental for me. I oh, it was a rental? Yeah, yeah, I was always rented this one. I always thought, like, I mean, it was a time where a sequel to a video game to me was a very novel idea, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a sequel to an adventure game? And I don't think I ever really played the original Zelda, like, ever. And so seeing this was a kind of a new idea to me where you can, like, kind of earn new... Um, uh, moves like the up slash and the down slash and all that stuff. It was just very cool. It was a very, very cool idea that I never thought of before. I'll tell you one thing yeah. about this that made me interested too. You might appreciate this as well. The Having not played it since the 80s, right? Mm. And then going back to playing it in the year 2021 or whatever, I still remembered mm. a lot of the secret map tiles. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Your brain is like a, it's a suction cup of video game knowledge. It's so weird. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. That space, I think there's a one up there. I'm going to walk there. There's a one up there. I'm going to get it. And it's just, it felt good to be like my brain held on to that somehow. It yeah. just kept it. It, it was, just kept it. So for some reason it was important. Or just like playing it, it unlocked that memory again so that you can actually just do it. Here's another question, but this for you. For actually, me. I'd be interested in you and also people in the chat too. Mm. So... Zelda 1, then Zelda 2, then Link to the Past. And as you know, after Link to the Past, the formula was born. And every Zelda game pretty much has some form of duology going on. Um, so like Light World, Dark World, you know, World of Ruin, World of Light, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, I know I just mentioned Final Fantasy but the point still stands. So, but what it makes me wonder, in the current day, 
would you still find Zelda 1 to be fun and all of its intricacies? Like, because Zelda 1 was really cryptic. Yeah. There was a... Oh. It was a it was a, there was a lot to it that got later refined in future games, and I, I feel like I would like to go back and try Zelda One to see if it holds up. For I me. don't know, because I, I have, because I've never really played it, I have zero knowledge of the game other than watching some playthroughs every once in a while. So I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have like the base knowledge of I need to go here, then go here, then go here, then go here. Would I be able to figure it out on my own? That that would be interesting. Things like the Lost Woods, I think, would be interesting to figure out without yeah. old knowledge or a tip guide. Yeah, so would I just be frustrated if, like, oh, it's an old NES game. I probably needed, like, a Nintendo Power that I just don't have, and then just throw it away. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of NES games are like that. So, but this is a classic for a reason. I, I would imagine I'd have a good time with this one, because the gameplay is still, like, you know, top-down, hack-and-slash. It could be a good time. Oh yeah, I would totally. No, now, Zelda, too- Zelda Two. I don't know. Zelda Two looks looks interesting. It's very different. Jess made an interesting comment that I feel would like would definitely get in your head playing this game too. She mentioned the invisible holes. Invisible holes. They were horrible. She is right. She said and the Zelda invisible holes are the worst. And two. And two. Like you'd be walking, and next thing you know, you just step in oh, a hole. Oh no, that's right. That was just blended into the ground, and then you'd have this animation of like Link just like falling <laughs> through a tube. Yeah, and, and then, then you have, end up and, somewhere. And then you have to like fight through like an underground level to get back to wherever the heck you were before, right? As if you're doing it outside. Yeah. Sometimes it happens in palaces too. You'll be in a palace, and it's like, boo! How did I get here? Now I'm surrounded by lava and crap and freaking. Potaboos. I think that's cool. I think it's a great idea to like shake up the gameplay. Also, like shook up my nerves is what it did. This music has like three or four different like sections to it. It's not just like one theme repeated over and over again. There's a lot going on here. It's great. Um, and I think it's a fantastic soundtrack. I also, we like, should go out. By the way, we should unless we have an extra track, we should go out on the world map theme from this oh, game because now I want to hear it. Well, we might have we might have an extra track. But we might just skip it and play the overworld. Um, all right, we're we're gonna turn this track down because now it's t- part of the show, the time of our show, the time of our lives, Brunel, to play music. Bonus round for the bonus round. Bonus round round. Um, <laughs> the bonus round is where we play covers and arrangements and remixes on our theme. Pranel, you came in with an audible, maybe? Yes, because I did. Because I don't think we got any remixes this episode, really. Oh, we got we got one or two, but we're gonna play yours first. Okay, because I really wanted to hear this track. Just, just, just since we're doing the the shifted schedule, I was like, well, this is the only time we're gonna get this theme in here. I want to use it. Yeah. So, um, this is a cover of a track that I've always wanted to hear someone attempt to play on guitar. If Lame Genie were listening to this episode, yeah. I would like them to try this too. Um, this is, and you might have to do some tweaking on it too. I'll figure it out. Um, this is the Resurrection Stage theme from the game Guitaru Man. It's a cover of that, done by Thomas Potage.
Welcome back. You're listening to Resurrection from the game Gitaru Man, covered by Thomas Potage. And that was a Pernell Audible because I really wanted to get this track <laughs> on the show for this theme and also because I've been an addict for this game since it first came out on the PS2 and nobody bought it. Because <laughs> I, I remember like games like EB, sorry, Walden Software had like three copies of it and I bought one of them. One other copy got bought and the other one on clearance. But like, uh, yeah, this game, it's... It's a friggin' masterpiece. It is such a simple, simple premise behind mm-hmm. the game. You're a kid named You One because that's a name, and uh, you are down on your luck. The girl you like doesn't like you back. You don't have a lot of friends, and you don't have any self confidence. And then one day, for some reason, your dog can talk, <laughs> and a guy shows up in your bedroom saying that you are the, the holder of the guitaru, and they came to take it from you and kill you. So you freak out. You learn that you're actually a secret hero named Guitaru Man, mm-hmm. and you enter your first of many guitar battles because every battle in this game involves you playing the guitar Wait, called no. a Guitaru against the, the enemy. Guitar is in my mind. Not that one. <laughs> different guitar. Different guitar. Um, and all the different opponents are playing a different instrument. Like, for example, the first character is playing an axe, like an actual axe. Um, but then you fight a guy later named Mojo King B, who's a man in a bee suit who <laughs> plays the saxophone, and it's great. Um, and all this time, you're basically battling these people to acquire these different Gitaru elements to become the true Gitaru wielder. <laughs> yes, yeah, which is bizarre. And the whole time this is happening, of course, your main character is still dealing with his poor self-confidence and his low self-esteem and his, his sense of like self-worth. And towards the very end of the game... The final villain is almost like a one-to-one version of this bully from back home. And it's like this really wonderful scene that I remember watching as a child that was extremely cheesy. And it still is, but you can't watch it and not just feel good inside watching yeah. it play out. And then the final battle, which this track is playing over, is basically the both, both of the villains playing guitar in a guitar duel with the winner of the guitar duel being the true guitar, Gitaru Wielder. Mm. And it's really good because basically the clean guitar is your character and the dirty guitar oh, is the villain. Yeah, that one that's like... Yeah, he's playing a guitar that he built himself. Like It's like a basically a cheap knockoff that's meant to take over his guitar. Mm. And they're basically fighting with the music being the weapon. And it's so good. I found that hard. Like The, the gameplay itself being really difficult of like the... Uh the targets moving towards the center, having to like watch all these different sides at one time. You got really good at this style of uh, those those styles of games, and I just couldn't keep up with it. Yes, it's just it's so good. And uh, Jess says she never heard of it, but it looks and sounds rad. I'm telling her now, pick it up, pick <laughs> it up, pick 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 it up. <laughs> I'm not sure how well it will hold up as far as like timing and stuff goes, because I booted it up myself like four months ago or so. And played it on my CRT in my game room. Yeah. And I went to the final stage, was frustrated that I got a B on the final stage on normal mode, but then looked at my old records from like 2002 or whatever. Got a B. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I ever did on the final stage of that really difficult game was so, a so B. Just jumping back in after like all these years, and you're like, about, the, about as good as I was. About as good as I was. <laughs> got that B rank. But well, it's so fun. Yeah, wow. Well, for more information on the bonus round, you can go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to the artists' band camps and sound clouds where you can buy the music, let's stream the music, and support these artists. All 
All right, thanks for joining us on episode 35-8 of Rhythm and Pixels, the New Year's gaming resolutions of our Patreon members. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the show. Thanks to everyone, all of our Patreon members, for joining us on this uh, live-streamed episode. Uh, members of our Patreon at all levels can get a, a, a live-streamed of the show. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. And just hang out with us. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun just chatting with everybody, catching up for a little bit, and seeing yeah. how we're all doing. There's a lot of dialogue in between tracks. There's a lot of us goofing off. Sometimes there's like little visual gags and stuff that we do. It's always a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. No green screen, though. Unfortunately. No. Eventually, maybe. Surfing. Probably not. Um, this last track is from uh, No More Heroes. This track is called Beam Katana Chronicles from Masafumi Takata. It's picked by Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium. Did you want to read this one or do you want me to? I can get down with this readings. Get down, buddy. Let's see. <coughs> me, 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 me. Well, it's finally happened. After holding out for nearly seven years, I have finally acquired a Switch, gifted to me by my friends who also happen to be my bosses, my birthday last well, last month, <laughs> the last modern console I had very much fallen off the gaming well, only dipping into Steam and games on my iPhone every once in a while. But I've been having a great time with it, and it feels good to actually let myself play again. I love the theme here between you and Chris, letting yourselves enjoy games again. Um, now, one of the first orders of business was to play through a series I've been eyeing for some time and finally got to this year. That is No More Heroes by Grasshopper Manufacture. I have already played through and beaten No More Heroes 1 within a couple weeks and thoroughly enjoyed its horribly gonzo-ass goofiness that only Goichi Suda could provide. Truly scratching an itch I didn't know I had. Now I am halfway through No More Heroes 2, and I'm pretty sure I'll get through Travis Strikes Again and No More Heroes 3 well before the summer. I have a few others I'm playing, but if anyone has any more suggestions, please throw them my way. I do know for sure that once Tears of the Kingdom comes out this summer, you and, you and Game Fan are going to be on that one, um, comes out this summer, that will be me feasting on all of my gaming attention. It will be taking over my life. Definitely willing to drop the LB dollars for that. Ramble, ramble, ramble. I always kind of wish you typed mumble, 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 <laughs> and then drew like an image of a, like a, a T-bone or something, and, and you know, and what, what, you know, solidarity to our moblin what, brethren. What's, what's Tears of the Kingdom? That it's, I would the be new, it's the new Legend of Zelda sequel that's supposed to come out this year, like in May or so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, Breath of the Wild is something I've always wanted to try playing, but I, I would need a Switch for that. Oh, yeah. Well, get a Switch. <laughs> I mean, there's your solution. Well, maybe I will. You should just yeah, get a switch. You give me some it money. Took him, buy a switch. It, it took Rage Kate seven years to get a switch. Yeah, things got us money, man. I have the money. I don't I'm about to say, you have the deal. <laughs> I'm not even front. <laughs> we're going to the world on a trip for I now. could go buy a game system or I could go buy more records. I'm not going to buy more records. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, this, I, honestly, it just, uh, I feel like the No More Heroes franchise. They are the uh, prime example of the Suda 51 way, which is very weird games that are made for people to appreciate. Who's going to appreciate it? We don't know. <laughs> are they out there? You bet your sweet bippy they're, they're taking, out they're there. They're taking risks. They're out there taking risks, right? Great risks. I mean, I bought No More Heroes 1 and 2 and liked what I played in both cases. But even me playing them, I was like, this is this feels unpolished, but also totally intentional. As is the way it's intentional, mm. and same for like games like Deadly Premonition. Like it's like these areas where it's like there's no there's, there's lacking seems like it's lacking polish, 
but they intended it to be that way. They want it to be That's rough. That's their style. I like that. They want yeah. it to be rough, and I like that. It's strangely rough and good and fun. Kind of like us, you and me. That's right. Lacking polish, a little but rough. we're still fun. <laughs> but, Kinda like, but you still like us. Hopefully. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe. We'll, we'll see next week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show if you want to contact us if you want to tell us how, how rough we are or if you want to get rough with us send us an email the best way to do this is over email rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com and for a uh, uh, full track listing of this episode of and of all of our episodes and access to all of our episodes I think almost I think most of them if not all of them are now officially on our podcast feed um, go to the website um, rhythmandpixels.com <laughs> yeah uh, we also have a 24-7 8-bit and 16-bit radio station uh, that plays music all day, all night, every day, all day long. You can check it out on YouTube at youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. It's also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rhythmandpixels. And um, if you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is to tell people about it. You can um, share it on social media or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. You can also support us by going to Patreon, patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. As a member of our Patreon, you get access to monthly live-streamed episodes just like this one. You get access to, uh, at all levels, you get access to all of our episodes um, ad-free. You also, at higher levels, get cool stuff like there's stickers and mugs, exclusive t-shirts. Um, there's um, You can add your own like um, plug or advertisement on our radio station. So if you're interested in doing that, you can go to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. Now, at the end of every episode, we'd like to thank all of our Patreon members who are at the highest levels. So we first want to thank Brooke, Corey Clark, and Khalid. Thank you, all three of you, very, very much. And thank you, Khalid, very much for the uh, the nice email. Again. That was a wonderful letter. You we we always really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, we also want to thank this uh, Super Game Station. Uh, Kristen, GameFan44, Martyrus, Mike Myers, Alf Person, Vashon8060, The Antmaster, Brian Pitt, I mean, not Fashion 8060, the Antmaster, two separate people. Fashion <laughs> 8060, comma, Antmaster, comma, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219, the wise guy, Christopher Sendstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davey Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Bregol, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff, Justin Schneider, host of XVGM Radio, Keith Shusterman, Michael Bridgewater, Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium podcast, Reinhardt Zilkova, Romancing Sagat, 81, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, Ed Wilson, host of the VG Embassy, and Zach Thornbach. Uh, all of you, thank you very, very much. All of you and many, many more for um, continuing to support our show. And Martyrus, host of ReVGM. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah, Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast, uh, uh, VGM podcast. Focusing on covers and arrangements. Um, I got to say, he may actually have an interesting surprise in store for him come next month. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. Oh, are you going on the show? No, I'll tell you. I mentioned it to you earlier, but I'll tell you about when the episode's over, too. All right. My brain's not firing at Actually, we can, we can say it on the, in the chat after the episode's oh, over, okay. too, because it'll be funny. Uh, but, yeah, but tune into the VG Embassy soon. Um, we'll hear us on that show as well. Um, guesting as at the end of a special episode with um, Cameron from the Mad Gear. Um, On a very special episode. It's very, it looks really funny. It's going to be a really good time. So check that out. Um, yeah. So again, the, the sh- I, I should say at the end of the show, we're going to kind of a an every other week schedule just for a short amount of time. We, we may still be weekly here and there, but I kind of wanted to give us some breathing room just in case things didn't work out. Uh, but that's where we're going to be for, you know, a few months. 
Maybe until the summertime. 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 In the city. Summertime with uh, Will Smith. No. Yes. No. He yes. slaps snail. He's wrong. Oh, he slaps. He slaps snail. <laughs> Not the good slap. He also slaps. Well, I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> he does both. <laughs> you can still do both, Rob. <laughs> you can hold both ideas in your brain. Um, anyway, everyone, thanks for joining us, listening to the show. Everyone, thank you for who subscribed to our show, everyone who's listening to us on the podcast, everyone who's joined us in the chat on our live stream. We're Patreon members. Thank you all very, very much. And um, we'll see you next week. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a great week. And remember, goals are worth setting. Goals are worth pushing for and achieving. Sometimes goals need help. Sometimes goals need a little support. There's nothing wrong with that. Go to your friends, family, counselors, whatever it takes to receive that support to get things done. And also remember the fact that you're not required to accomplish the goals you set out to do, but you are sort of obligated to yourself to try to accomplish the goals that you would like to have. Why have a regret when you could have an attempt and an understanding of what would have been because you tried as opposed to what could have been if I tried? Just do your thing. And a number of the people on our show today submitted tracks with that idea in mind. They're going to attempt to accomplish goals this year. Big or small, they're what's yours, and that's all that matters. Get out there and get things done, folks. Best of luck to you on those endeavors. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.